Let's see. Hey, guys, here we are, the Queen and MMA podcast. I know we went right back to StreamYard, but we were having some technical difficulties. So I'm so thankful for Sarah. I mean, honestly, this is somebody I've been watching since her amateur career started in 2014. Um, she's been away for a while. So I just want to introduce my guest, Sarah Chucky Kleschka. How are we doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. I appreciate you sticking through all the uh, the fun stuff we were going through. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's <laughs> fight week. And I really uh, just want to talk to you a little bit more, you know, to kind of introduce people to who you are. Um, I mean, you've been away for the game for three years now. So I kind of want to talk about what what had you walk away and, you know, what you've been doing and how this opportunity came to be and why you're back. Um. Yeah, at the end of 2018, after my last fight, um, I was living in Florida training America Top Team, and I I moved to Kansas, where most of my family is, um, just kind of something I felt like I needed to do. I immediately started training when I got up here at Glory MMA, who I'm fighting out of, um, and you know, transitioning to a new job and to a new gym was really hard for me, and transitioning to a new gym was really hard because you're, I was six years at American top team. So then like, you know, I would, yeah, everybody knew who I was around town and in the gym. So I was a stranger to people. So I trained for a while. I was supposed to have a fight in 20, I think 20 last year, I was supposed to have a fight. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I was supposed to fight Brooke Mayo. Um, And that fell through because the promotion fell through. Then I was supposed to box last year or this year, earlier this year, I was supposed to box and then I hurt my knee. So that fell through. So, you know, I've been pretty consistently training. There was a few months that I actually took off like completely, but you know, there's always like that thing in your head. Like, do you, do you want to keep fighting? Are you done fighting? You know, are we, (laughs) you know, so, you know, I'd been training for the most part for the last three years. So um, I decided that I was just going to do it. Like, I just need to fight and, you know, cause I've been wanting to, and you kind of get that back and forth thing, you know, like the longer you take off, but I'm excited. So it'll be probably a little bit of ring rust, maybe for like 30 seconds. Then I'll be like, Oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> well, and that's, that's exciting to hear. Like you said, you know, you go from somewhere that you were for so long where everybody knows who you are. You spent the entire portion of your amateur career fighting for the WCFL, the world-class fight league, you know, in connection with ATT Tampa and everything else. So I can't even imagine what it was like after six years to start from scratch, um, not only in a new gym, but a new state, all new people. So, you know, how have you been able to overcome that uh, to prepare you for this fight that is literally happening on Saturday? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had to, to kind of like change my mentality a little bit and, you know, get over the fact that like not everybody knew who I was and not a lot of people knew who I was, which is okay, you know, because the extra attention that I used to get, I don't get it anymore, obviously, but it totally <laughs> makes sense because I am not established. I wasn't established here like I was in Florida, mm-hmm. um, but I adjusted eventually and I kind of like went through a time where, you know, like depressed and not really training and just, you know, kind of lost myself for a little bit. So I spent a lot of time like finding myself and trying to fix things that weren't making me happy. And so Mm -hmm. I think through all that, and then I finally, you know, 
I was working at a dental office and then I switched to, um, I work at a, as a trainer at nine round, I switched my jobs because it just wasn't really good for like my career if I wanted to. And I switched to so that way I had more time to train. Um, mm -hmm. so I just did things like to adjust to that, to, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to do what I wanted to do. And that helped a lot. Well, yeah. And being a dental office, uh, fighting, I feel like there was some, probably some scrutiny there with people going, really, this is, this is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just like, I've been working at nine round since the beginning of June and I lost like 30 pounds because I stopped sitting all day. You know, I'm constantly moving. I'm working out when I'm working and it's something I love to do because one day I'm open, you know, I'm going to open up a gym, you know, teach mm -hmm. kids and, you know, adults or whatnot. So, you know, it's more of a career path that's going to help me invest in my future. Don't get me wrong. I loved the people I worked with at the dental office. It was great, but it just wasn't something like that was benefiting me for my future and for like mm -hmm. my, you know, my state of mind at the time. So, you know, I just had to step out and make that change and I'm a lot happier for it. Yeah. And you, just talking to you now and, you know, I remember seeing the fight announcement. I was really excited to see that just because it had been a while and there was really no, I don't want to say there was no reason for you not fighting, but you know, the, the move kind of seemed like something sudden it kind of happened and then it, you know, it's completely life-changing. So talk about why this promotion, why this fight uh, being probably being the fact that it's a Kansas promotion, but uh, one that's kind of starting up and you see these popping up all the time. So why this promotion and, and why this fight? Um, so originally, um, so the guy who owns the show trains at Gloria MMA in, uh, the North location. And then, um, the coach Zach Cummings, their partners in the show. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like convenient and local. Um, originally I was supposed to work the show. Um, <laughs> and then the guy who owns it, JW, he's like, Oh, do you want to fight? And I was like, well, if you want to find me a fight, sure. I've been training, so why not? So <laughs> he found me a fight. And so I went from working the show to, you know, fighting at the show. So it kind of just fell into my lap and something that I was like, you know, the opportunity is there. I need to take it. I need to get back in there and, you know, see how it feels and, you know, go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And training with guys like Zach Cummings, I've been able to, to talk to him a few times over the years just always a character, you know, always somebody who's so passionate about it and, you know, that group of people. So I can't imagine that's not a bad place to be. So kind of talk about how that's become your home, you know, finding a gym like that after leaving one for six years, you know, what, what are the changes that you've seen that have improved um, not only your skill set, but maybe your mindset going into this fight on Saturday? Um. You know, just the consistently training with everybody and getting to know them and, you know, having that, you know, personal relationship as well, you know, as well as the training relationship. Um, I train at the Lee Summit location in the mornings um, where James mm -hmm. Krause, um is the coach. And then but for like the first two years I was here, I was at, you know, the Gladstone location where Zach teaches mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I picked up on a lot of new things between both gyms. And the fact that both coaches are like currently fighting, I feel like I learn a lot about like, you know, cause the game evolves, the game's always going to mm -hmm. evolve. And so like a fighter 10 years ago 
he's not going to have the same skill set as a current, you know, a current person that's fighting or, um, so I feel like that's kind of helped me a lot. Um, and I just see a lot of different, like different views of things from both gyms, like both classes I go to at both gyms are completely different, but they're both extremely beneficial at the same time. Um, you know, I have just gotten to know a couple of people really well at the uh, Gladstone location where Zach coaches and, you know, at the Lee Summit both. But, um, you know, just having the team members to, you know, want to help me and, you know, even though I haven't been around very long, you know, trying to like let me in and then crowd and stuff like that. So <laughs> I think that's Yeah, you're, you're the odd, odd woman out in that sense. Like. <laughs> Yep. And I don't think there would be a better time for you to be under someone um, or associated with somebody like Krause, just because in the last few years, James Krause has just exploded as far as his coaching has gone. You know, not only his coaching, but his fighting style, you know, trying to, you know, taking fights, fights on short notice, just doing crazy things that have impacted not only his career, uh, but everyone around him. So, Five years ago may not have been the best time to be, you know, him be your coach. But now it just seems like he's ready to create the next wave of fighters that are coming up. And I, I still considered you to be one of those because you're only four fights into your professional career. You've still got right. a lot in front of you and you've still got that drive to fight. So having somebody like that, I feel like is only going to do wonders for your career moving forward. Yeah, definitely. That and like the people that you put that you surround yourself with makes a huge difference. Absolutely. So let's go all the way back to the beginning and kind of give people, you know, an insight to who you are. Because like you said, in, in Tampa, you know, I'm local. I went to all those WCFLs, So I got to see almost every fight of your amateur career, got to get to know you. But for those who don't know you, why are you a fighter? Why is this something you're passionate about and, and that you love? So I played sports through like all my middle school and high school, like volleyball, basketball. I was always super, you know, athletic and into sports and competitive. So when I graduated high school, I didn't really go to college. Like I went to a college for a semester, but not really. Um, so I wanted to find something to stay active. So I, the guy I was dating at the time, Ben, he was, he's a wrestler, but he was also training at American top team, which was, uh, world-class martial arts before, but now it's American top team Tampa. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking like Taekwondo classes over there and I did that for like eight months. And then I saw some of the guys like getting ready for fight. And I was like, I was like, what do you, you know, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, we're going to fight. And I was like, what? I want to do that. Like got me really excited. So I told my coaches and they're like, uh, really you want to fight? And I was like, yes. And so they kind of like, didn't take me seriously at first but like got me a fight anyways because i kept bothering them about it mm -hmm. um so then um the first girl i fought angel uh keel that was my debut and i won by split decision so of course i was like oh i won and, and so i loved it after that and just went up from there so and that's crazy because that fight was super close from what i remember um, but for mm -hmm. somebody, like you said, making their debut and not training for very long, you know, you see a lot more and more where 
people say, hey, I'm interested in that. And they take a fight a week later. They take a fight six months later. It's it's crazy because you cannot do that in any other sport. You cannot just walk yourself onto a football field and say, hey, I uh, I want to be a quarterback. Like, it just doesn't work that way. So yeah. just the parallels there doesn't doesn't match anything else that's out there. Yep, that that makes sense. I've never really thought about it like that before, but yes, that is definitely true. Well, and it's something we always talk about it, you know, fighting's been something that's been ingrained to our, you know, to our culture since all the way back, you know, you can go back as far as the Romans and everything else and the Colosseum and everything like that where we've always been prone to violence. People might not like to admit that they enjoy watching violence or watching fights, but like you said, you know, we just passed the, what are we at? The 28th year of the UFC, 29th since 1993. So we're at 28 of the 28th anniversary of UFC one. It's changed so much since that first day of people trying to get thrown out of cages and boxing gloves and the different styles. So, you know, as you've seen, and as you've already said, it's always evolving. So how do you feel the landscape has changed since you left to now? Um, and how are you going to use that as your advantage? Um, again, just, you know, kind of like learning new things. Um, obviously, like applying what I have learned in the past or what I, you know, what I've been taught in the past. Um, but just, you know, training with people that are better than me and that are more knowledgeable than me obviously helps a lot. Um, I just seen the game evolve so much, even the last three years that I, you know, haven't fought. Um, and obviously every time I go to a fight, I'm like, oh, I want to fight. Um, <laughs> I want to fight. But, <laughs> right. But I mean, just being around people who are, you know, consistently fighting and they can teach you things that they're learning because I mean, the sports changed so much since the beginning, like even from when I was started fighting is, you know, seven, eight years later, like it's a long time. So, um, and the UFC is def definitely way different now than it was back when it yeah. first started. So, yeah, it was a little, it was a little crazy, even watching some of the fights from five years ago, let alone 28 years ago, where you're seeing, you know, how the sport has evolved and how it's grown. And, and like you said, being around people who might've fought two weeks ago or getting ready for a fight in two weeks, that's got to have such a, a much better impact because you have somebody like Krause who could come back from a fight and go, okay, this worked for me. I think it'll work for you. Let's try it. You know, or Zach could come back and, you know, vice versa. Whereas, like you said, it's not to say a coach that hasn't been in the ring, you know, recently doesn't have the same ideas, but as far as putting it into practice, that's where everything kind of changes. Right. Exactly. Yep. So, one thing I do know a lot about you is how important family is. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting most of your family uh, when it comes to the fights, and they always made sure to uh, make sure I got a picture of them cheering you on. So I kind of want to talk about how important they are to you. Yeah. I'm like, you already knew that, but it was always so funny because I'd hear, I'd hear my name and I'd turn around and they'd all be posed, ready to go. So <laughs> talk about how important it so is to have you. To have them behind you and supporting you the way that they do, because I will say this, they're quite eccentric. They are. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, my my parents came to my very first fight and then the couple of last fights 
that I had in Kansas City, they were at obviously because they were living here before I moved back mm -hmm. um, or before I moved here. And, you know, my mom comes to the fights and she just hates it so much. Like she comes because she wants to support me, but she does not like it, which, you know, what mom like likes to see their daughter get hit in the face. But, um, but, you know, they'll always support me no matter, you know, which way I go in it. And the fact that they do like, and my older brothers always get super excited about it, which is really fun. So I'm, you know, the couple that used to come to <laughs> WCFL all the time. <laughs> They're hilarious. But um, one of my brothers and his wife will actually be here because they live here um, too. So I'll have a pretty good group of, you know, my family here. So it'll be cool. But it's, it's great to have that support. Like, that's one thing about my family is that like, whatever I decide to do, I always have their support, even if they don't like it. So it's really important to me. Yeah. Well, and whoever's running the cameras at the promotion, please make sure to focus on them. They will not disappoint you. I can guarantee you of that. <laughs> yes, you are correct. <laughs> well, going through it. Obviously, we've got the nickname Chucky. Being a Tampa person, we've got to talk about that and why that nickname uh, is so important and so fitting of you. So talk a little bit about how that nickname came to be. So as probably some people know or most people know, my hair changes color so often. Anyways, at the time when I got that nickname, my hair was red and my hair is naturally curly. So like when I'm training, it gets looking crazy. So one day I, after like close to done training, I looked up at my coach and apparently I looked crazy. He's like, Oh my God, you look like Chucky. And I was like, what? He's like, that should be your nickname. And I was like, no, it shouldn't. And I did not like it at first. I was like, I, I hate it. <laughs> and like it, like everybody embraced it and it got so popular. And then eventually I was just like, okay, this is cool. So that's kind of just stuck after that. Which coach gave it to you? I have to ask. Oh, Ralph Garcia. <laughs> yeah, I had to gave, know it. Gave, so. gave me that nickname. Yep. Yeah. Not not surprised at all. Not surprised. Yep. But I, I get it. And it's in this day and age, you know, sometimes the nicknames, I feel like nowadays, sometimes the nicknames are a little bit more accurate uh, when it comes to fighters. You know, it's not just something weird. Where, you know, they're like, okay, that was that was a nickname you had 20 years ago. You're seeing these fighters have a nickname that kind of matches their fighting style. So if you were to create right. a fighting style based on Chucky, you know, what would you consider it? Uh, I mean, it'd be pretty aggressive, I think. <laughs> I mean, Chucky is an aggressive person or doll or whatever you want to call it, but... Yeah, I think, you know, being aggressive and relentless is a good way to describe Chucky. So, you know, I try to portray that as much as possible in my fighting. Absolutely. So with this fight coming up, um, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of hard to find the fight card. So can you tell me a little bit about your opponent uh, that you've got coming up? And, uh, you know, not to look past your opponent, but what does this do for your career moving forward, um, you know, with a win? Um, so the girl I'm fighting, Brittany Cloudy, she also has fought on Invicta a couple of times. Um, she fought about a year ago, uh, was her last fight. So she's had a little bit of a break too. Not as long as mine, but a little bit of a break. Um, 
I, you know, she's, she likes to box. She likes to, you know, she has some good stand up, And so obviously I am training not to get nailed by her right hand. Cause that, you know, that would suck. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we are. I mean, that was honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it's just like, um, we're it's the like what's your game plan? Don't get punched in the face. <laughs> Yep, don't come out looking like an alien because the last time I did. So that's my goal not to do that this time. Um, but, you know, to execute more of like my game plan for sure. And uh, so we're both coming off of a layoff. You know, hers is a little shorter than mine, but um, I think it'll be a good fight. I think it'll be who wants it more. Yeah. Well, and her, like you said, her layoff, looking through it, you know, her last fight was November 20th of 2020. And you guys oh, are fighting wow. November 20th. So it's a year to the day. But uh, if weird. anybody watched the Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez fight this weekend, uh, a layoff doesn't always mean you're going to be, you know, rusty. Like you said, about 30 seconds, mm -hmm. you'll probably go, okay, okay, it, okay, now I'm good. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I think so, too. I I think it clicks back pretty well. I think really it's just how you, I mean, if you're training in the gym, like you're going to fight, then you probably shouldn't have too much of a problem. I mean, you probably feel like you're going to have better cardio than you actually do when you get in there. But I think that's most fighters. Yeah. I think that's most everybody. There's times where, you know, I think a perfect example is I hadn't trained in three weeks jujitsu and I went in yesterday and I felt fresher than I did, but I noticed my cardio went a lot faster and I expected it to. So, you know, that was three weeks. We're talking, you know, th almost three years for you. So how did yeah. you, what was that, that mindset during the three years? I know, like you said, you, you had the move and you ended up changing jobs just recently, but what was the mindset there to keep you kind of focused and, you know, not letting go of, of this dream to fight? I mean, just, the training that I, I just still was training, like there was a few months where I took off, but really like I was pretty consistently training. And I think that kept me like that kept my mind in the game too. And like, even if I was like, I don't need to go train, but I'd be like, but I really want to. And then of course I always feel great afterwards. So, you know, it was kind of a back and forth thing for me, but I, you know, I love it. So it's hard for me to stay away at the same time. So, um, <laughs> I think that kind of helped me, you know, be want to be able to take this fight and and feel confident enough, you know, that I can succeed in it. So, well, and I I really do like the matchup. Knowing more about Brittany, you know, just looking over the record, you guys have pretty similar records. You, like you said, you both fought in Invicta, uh, which kind of gives you a platform to get right right where either one of you want to go. But like you said, just watch out for that right hand. I, I think those are the, the takeaways here. Watch out for the right hand. Don't get punched in the face. Don't look like an alien. I think that's a, a pretty solid game Goals. plan. Goals. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the gym and everything else. So talk about the transition from, like you said, the dentist office to the training now, because you immediately lost a ton of weight. You know, you said 30 pounds, which is a considerable amount of weight. Um, being that you were training all the time. So how much do you think that that 
new job has changed your lifestyle and changed your ability to kind of focus on your your fighting style? I think it's definitely helped a lot. Um, so just give me an example. When I was working at the dental office, I was maybe doing like 4,500 steps a day. And then if I went to the gym afterwards, like to run or something, I would maybe do like 10,000 to 11,000 steps. But now that I work at nine round, I literally do like 11,000 steps in one shift. So the fact that like, I mean, my, like I'm constantly moving and I don't sit for long periods of time. And, you know, I'm constantly like, I'm holding pats with people. I'm showing people that are punching kick, you know, I'm walking around the gym, you know, it's not like anything stationary about that job. And so I think that helped tremendously. Um, so we're fighting at 140 pounds. So we're doing a catch weight at 140. Um, okay. but I was like, I was like 180 pounds, um, back at the beginning of the year. So, um, and you know, that was after, you know, the time I went through where, you know, just feeling depressed and, you know, kind of lost who I was and stuff like that. And then when I finally started getting my life together and, you know, getting back into training and working out and then, switching jobs helped like it all together just helped tremendously. And then, you know, I learned moderation, which is hard, you know, easy to talk about, but hard to learn, you know? So. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny because when I switched jobs, I did the exact opposite. I was working for Red Bull and I was doing 12 to 15 to 17 to 20,000 steps a day. And then I work, you know, in an office and I'm like, okay, now I've done 2,500. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> we went to New York yeah. last week and my, my average went, you know, we, it was like 13,000 steps. And my watch literally said, are you okay? You've done 15,000% more than normal. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I know. I get like up into the 20,000 steps and that's not even like counting my training, you know, my training time. Cause I don't wear my watch when I train. So show it's off. crazy. It's <laughs> like I do 20,000 and that doesn't include when I train. I know, right? <laughs> Never thought I'd get have a have an entire conversation about step counters, but here we are. <laughs> you know what? Once you start doing it, it's really addicting, so. Yeah. Well, and that's like you said, it's no secret that fighting is a lot of mental um, almost more than it is the physical aspect, because if you're, if your mindset's not there, you know, you'll see it. And I feel like that's kind of what we saw in the, the Nick Diaz fight a few months ago, where it just seemed like his head just wasn't there. Like you just didn't want to be in there and his physical form kind of showed what it was. You know, we saw that with Paulo Costa said he had an injury, but missed, you know, technically missed weight twice. So I feel like he should have had to give up a lot more of his purse, but those are all mental things. There are things where you're saying, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't have the will to do this. And you kind of talked about that a little bit. And I don't want to pry too much. But like you said, you were feeling really down, really depressed. And as somebody who normally fights around 135, getting up to 180, it seemed like you hit a point where you said, everything's got to change. Like, I got to do this now if I want to continue this dream. Yeah. Um pretty much what it came to. Um, you know, I just wasn't feeling good about myself. I was struggling to be motivated to work out and to train. Um, 
but it is a big part of it is mental for sure. Physical, yeah, all that, but mentally, really, if you're not in it, like, you probably shouldn't be in it, but, you know, some, you know, a lot of people go through it too, you know, they go back and forth and everybody has the struggle, you know, at some point in their career, I'm sure, um, but, you know, you get to a point where do you want to overcome it or do you not? Um, and then what are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to work to fix it? So that's what I had to do is work to fix it. So here we are. But I appreciate you kind of yep. devolving that. Or I, I don't even know if that's the word I'm looking for, but you know, you know what I meant, like talking about that, yeah. because it's not a, it's not a subject that we really talk about enough. And, you know, again, with switching gears to boxing you Tyson Fury talking about all the mental things that he had to overcome and you see that transformation. And so it is possible. And so with something like yours, like you said, it could have gone one way or the other, you know, we could have been talking today or we not, you know, you could be still working at that dentist office unhappy and you finally went and took the initiative to change. So I feel like you're kind of being rewarded with this fight because you said it's the co-main event, you know, you guys are jumping right back into it. So, you know, does that yeah. put any more pressure on you, not only adding in the layoff, but that you're, you know, kind of in the spotlight when it comes to this fight? Um, I guess so. It's a pro Ami show. And um, so obviously we're going to be later on the card regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go out there and be the first fight and get it over with. Really? Like, I hate waiting. Um, I don't know if you remember, but. But my last fight with WCFL, there was like 26 fights. And I was the main event. Yep. And I was I was like, when you're waiting in the locker room that long, you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Because then you get to think too much Yep. when you're back there. So I'm like, I'd rather just get it in, get in and get it over with. But, um, you know, I don't know how, how exactly how many fights are going to end up being on the card. Probably like 13. But it um, shouldn't be too bad. But. I think the anxiety in the locker room is the worst part of it because <laughs> you're like, you know, as soon as you get in the cage, it's cool. You're like, okay, let's do this. But it's like that walk up and that getting warmed and everything. Um, but yeah, it's crazy what goes through your mind. <laughs> yeah. I remember those WCFL shows where it was like, all right, we've got 22 fights tonight. And we went, the whole crowd went, what? Yeah. 20, 22? 26. Okay. Yeah. And at that point you, you've got to fight at one in the morning at this point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was, it was a little rough, but you know, it was cool. At least I got the experience of being the last fight, you know, a couple of times. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things where, you know, when WCFL did those cards, I mean, they put everything into it and I think they were expecting a lot of the fights to drop off. And when they didn't, they were like, well, let's just run through it. And I remember uh, one of the 22 fight cards, it was over by 11. So, I mean, it ran like they just, they paced it perfectly, which, which I is wish cool were... because like, yeah. yeah. Who wants to go to a fight and have like six intermissions? Like that's so, that's so no. annoying. No. And it's kind of like watching, you know, the UFC pacing. Like I understand there's marketing, there's everything else that needs to happen. I'm like, but at the end of the day, if you've got five knockouts on your main card, you know, and they're all in the first round, that shouldn't last more than an hour. Like Exactly. Just get just yeah. get it over with. Move to the next card because at the end of the day, people are there to watch the fight. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm excited that you're going to have the family there uh, because I've obviously seen you fight when you have family there. Um, and I feel like they just kind of give you a little bit more energy. I'm assuming your mom's nervous energy is probably helpful too. <laughs> yes, definitely. So just want to save a part for, I kind of want to talk about the people that you want to thank. Um, but before I do that, is there one person in the gym that has really pushed you, you know, other than the coaches, but one person who's really pushed you uh, to what you feel is like a new level for you? Um, probably, um, over at North, there's a girl named Marissa. Um, she's fought, she fought, you know, a few times she has had a few knockouts. They tried to get her fights and people will be turning her down because they're scared of her. Um, I've done a lot of one-on-ones with her recently and she's really helped me like see things that I didn't see before. Um, you know, a lot of movement, a lot of, you know, strategy for the fight and everything. So, um, I appreciate her a lot for sure. Fantastic. So now, like I said, is the part, I just want to say for any sponsors you have, you know, want to thank the people you have and tell people a little bit more about, you know, where they can come to this fight or watch this fight on Saturday and where they can find you on social media. Um, so obviously I want to thank all my teammates and my coaches for helping me get ready for the fight. Um, everybody that's supporting me, you know, I have, the dental office people coming to watch me. I have my nine round people coming to watch me. So like, it's going to be a pretty big crowd. Um, it'll be at the Hy-Vee arena in Missouri. It used to be the Kemper arena. Um, so there's going to be a link for it. Um, anybody who wants to watch it online. Um, and I'll be sharing that on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Um, my Facebook, Sarah Chucky Kletchka. And then my Instagram is Sarah underscore Chucky MMA. Um, so if you want to come to the fight and you can't get with me in person, you can go on the website. And then when you go to check out for your tickets, you can put my name in there and it'll help me get a little bit of credit for that. Um, but you know, hit me up if you want tickets, if you don't have them already, if you're in the area, it'll be a good one. It'll be exciting. Well, absolutely. And then as far as any sponsors, anybody that you'd like to thank, that's kind of helped this, uh, you know, be a little bit more easy on your, uh, bank account. <laughs> um, I haven't really had sponsors here in Kansas City um, because I haven't fought un like under Kansas City yet. So like all my sponsors okay. all from my other fights were in Florida. Um, so I don't really have any yet. So if somebody wants to sponsor me, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, but we'll not get, as we got to get some uh, Kansas people. So I think yes, I know definitely. a couple of guys that could probably help out with that. So let's see what we could do. Cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll take a minute to, you know, thank a few people of my own. We've got Epic Jits Tees that made the Quick and Out MMA podcast shirts. I always try to do this, and I always do it wrong. So I've got Bertso's Bake Shop. It's here in Orlando. Uh, just some amazing treats. We've got La Barba Cubana. Keeps the beard fresh and uh, smelling like whatever I want for the day. Um, I used to have a Fat Boy Jiu-Jitsu pin, and somehow it got lost. So sorry about that, guys. And then, of course, we've got Tim Makes Knives on Instagram. I'll put the post up. Uh, one of my good friends, we actually have a knife that we're going to be giving away to a random guest. We're going to wait till we get to 50, do that. And it's a pretty significant blade. I'll send you a picture after the show to uh, kind of give everybody an idea of what's going on. So on behalf of myself, Combat Press, Sarah, thank you so much. I know we had some issues at the beginning, but, you know, we made it work. Okay. It's fight week. I hope you have. An amazing fight on Saturday. I know I'm supposed to be unbiased, but remember, 
goals list. Number one, watch out for the right hand. <laughs> Two, don't look like an alien. Yep. Three, don't get punched in the face. I think that's a pretty solid game plan, and I wish you the best of luck on Saturday. Yes. So. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Yep.